Well, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the monthly podcast of Pause Reset Brunch with me, your host, Natalie Francis Clark. And my guest for this month is none other than Nikki Barber. And I'll read you her bio. Nikki Barber is a doula serving in York County, South Carolina, and Mecklenburg County, North Carolina. She has over 25 years experience as an antipartum, birth, and postpartum doula. Nikki came into the birth worker service industry by the suggestion of her beloved grandmother and a personal desire for mothers to have positive birth stories. Nikki is well-rounded in the perinatal space and is consistent with receiving ongoing training. She is currently passionate about providing service and assistance with maternal mental health. Nikki specializes in bringing her clients in mind, body, and spirit alignment towards having their best possible birthing experience. Nikki is the mother of a goddess and the daughter of a teenage senior citizen. She enjoys designing jewelry, spending time at the beach, and attending reggae concerts. So let's welcome Nikki Baba. Hey, Nikki. Thank you so much. Hey, lady. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So if you're familiar uh, with the podcast, you know, I always like to ask my guests, what are they eating or drinking at the moment? Well, I am. I'm a big snacker. I get it from my mama. Okay. And so I am snacking on cheese straws, southern mm-hmm. style cheese straws. And I am drinking some. Um, it's 100 percent juice. I think it's pomegranate and cranberry. OK, that sounds good. Yeah, that sounds real good. OK, um, for me, I'm actually uh, munching on green bananas. So I, I, I marinated some green bananas the other day and um, doing that and just some water. So and that will be it for me with that. Um, but this, the, these green bananas are off the chain. <laughs> anyway, so let's get right into it. So before we even go into um, about Nikki the doula, what is a doula? A doula um, is defined as a woman's uh, servant from the Greek, the Greek language. Um, however, most people before being a coach was popular, it, mm-hmm. doulas may have been called a birth assistant or a birth coach. Mm-hmm. And then um, the term doula came into play. Um, but now uh, I'm seeing in a lot of spaces where birth coach is coming back because of the health coach and wellness coach and life coach industries. Mm-hmm. So that that term is kind of coming back. But a doula is a person that assists the um, the birthing family um, mm-hmm. with labor support, um, comfort measures, um, education um, about birth. Okay. So you said family. So it's not just a mom? No, it's not just a mom. If you are a doula, more than likely you 
because the mom is part of a family. She's part of a, a family unit. Mm-hmm. So um, even if, um, so the doula doesn't take the place of the, the partner that the birthing person has. Mm-hmm. You don't take the place, but you kind of come in and you fill in all of those gaps. But your specialty is um, providing services um, and your expertise is in the maternal world. Okay. Okay. So what is, and I, you probably get this question a lot. Um, so what is the difference between a doula and a midwife? Well, in the doula world, we said the midwife catches the baby. <laughs> okay. That's the way, because the doula doesn't do anything that is clinical. Okay. So we don't have any uh, clinical training. Um, some doulas do because some doulas are on the path to midwifery. And so they may be serving as a midwife apprentice or a midwife in training. Mm-hmm. Um, but strictly like myself, I, um, I'm a doula. Right now, I don't have any tendencies um, or desires to become a, a midwife. Mm-hmm. But when I tell you I love and revere midwives, I do. But I know that they serve a different, um, they have a different scope than I do. And I respect and honor that space that they, res- that, that holds them and that holds myself as well. Why do you think there's a, a need for doulas? Because uh, the book, hmm. There's so many reasons, <laughs> um, especially now where, where we are. And when I first started, which was 15 years ago, not 25, okay. um, but I was officially trained about 15 years ago. Oh, okay. And um, but I started with like my cousins. I didn't know that I was being a doula. I don't think really anyone in my family knew what a doula was um mm-hmm. because even like my grandmother she would say a midwife but mm-hmm. not yeah the term doula that wasn't part of her her language but um she's the one that um she saw an episode on a tv show and um it, the lady had a doula it was on a birth story mm-hmm. and the lady had a doula and um, she was doing, I guess my, my grandmother was watching it. I wasn't even watching it. And um, I guess she saw the lady doing the doula in the roles that she knows that I occupied for, you know, family and friends. And she was like, um, isn't that what you do? And I was like, yeah, Grandma Conda. She was like, well, she's getting paid for it. Do you get paid for it? I was like, no. She was like, well, I think you need to figure out how to get paid for it and just do it because you always do it anyway. And I was like, well, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I think back to your question, the, the, the space, why we need doulas. I became a doula really because I had a friend, a very close friend after she had had a baby. She mm-hmm. said she'd never do that again. 
and her child was younger than mine. And when I had my daughter, I sat straight up in the in the bed and said, I want to do it again. Oh so yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the doctors, they just looked at me like, um, this little young girl. I mean, I was 21. They didn't know it. They thought they kept speaking to me as if I was like, you know, a, a preteen or a teenage person. They didn't even see my adulthood, but um they just kind of looked at me like, oh, these young people, <laughs> because that was the first thing I said. I set up and said, oh, I want to do that again. Mm. So when my friend said she would never do it again, I was like, whoa, you know, what, what, why not? What happened? What and she started telling me some of the things and I was just like, this is just not right. That's to me, that was not the reaction that I would want anyone else to have. Mm. And it's still like now that I'm thinking about it, it, you know, it, yeah. Luckily she did go on to have another child, but I, I just don't want anyone else to have though that type of reaction. Like I don't never want to do that again, but because of something that happened in it. Now, if you make up your mind that you have a child and you don't want any more because you know, you've made up in your mind that you don't want anymore. I don't want it to be a bad experience that makes you say you don't want to do it anymore. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Okay. Um, now, I know you said that you are consistent with receiving ongoing training. What, yes. is that, what does that entail? So um, since COVID, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a lot of webinars. Um where you get in the training that you receive, you you listen to other doulas or midwives and they we all speak about our experiences and things that we should know, new things that come out in the industry, new policies that come out, new um, ways of doing things, um, new techniques that come out, mm-hmm. and which of a lot of the techniques that we ha- have are very ancient. So maybe someone will go somewhere and learn an ancient technique that they did in their culture and in their family, and then they'll bring it back to um, the community that they serve now and open it up to other doulas to learn about this practice or this comfort measure, um, those type of things. Um, A space that I'm really passionate about right now is the the, uh, maternal mental health space. Um, because basically because of some of the, the terrible things that you hear in the news and it's like when you hear a mother or a parent, especially a mother, um, that has maybe done something, you know, that's gravely endangered her child or, and people wonder why in the world, you know, we're very quick to demonize people. Mm-hmm. And um, it, when those things happen, you can you can talk to 10 doulas and we can tell you exactly what happened. You know, if you give us this, we'll be like, oh, she was overwhelmed. You know, you, unless there was a, um, a previous diagnosis of something. But mm-hmm. we, we can say, 
oh, that was probably this, 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 and this, and then, you know, um, because I don't think people give enough credence to the changes that your body, not just your body, your body, mind, and spirit Mm -hmm. goes through when you are in that maternal state. And then when you come out of it, it has, your body has to to recalibrate. Mm-hmm. You just don't, you know, that snap back culture. Yeah, your body might snatch back in the physical, but all the internal things, the mental state, maybe that, that doesn't snap back as quick. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember um, after I had my daughter, I spoke to a uh, one of my mom's good friends and she she told me she was like give yourself two years and I was like two years for what she was like just trust me give yourself two years your your body mind and spirit will be back where you know where it was but it'll be better she's like don't rush anything don't rush to get back to where you were or where you think you were because you're not gonna go back there anyway And I remember just going, okay. You know, when she was telling me, I remember kind of dismissing her. Mm -hmm. But when that poof didn't go away, that little pooch for two years, and people were like, well, well, you you used to be real slim and trim. I'm like, hey, I'm on a two-year plan. And it worked (laughs) out to it. (laughs) You know, I I, um, nurse or breastfed for 18 months. And for my baby and her size, that pooch was a perfect spot for her to lay mm-hmm. as I nursed her. So it, it was like, I was like, oh, so this is what she's talking about. Mm-hmm. So I guess this is where the mind, body, and spirit alignment right. that you're specializing comes in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yep. So it's kind and, of along, like- and along with that, it's mm-hmm. those things that people tell you uh, that tell birthing people that they should be doing or that they must have, or they, you know, they need to get in order to, you know, have a good birth or, you know, or or not even a good birth because people don't, that's not part of the normal conversation. It's the things that you should have. It's the, oh, you should make all of your baby food by hand. You should, all of those things, but if it's causing you strife, then then maybe it's not for you. Mm. You know, if that thing that everybody says that you should do, if it's causing you strife, check it. Um, the same grandmother that told me to become a doula, she and I went round and around and around um, for about a month because she w- was insistent that my daughter needed those hard bottom white shoes mm-hmm. <laughs> or she wasn't going to learn how to walk. And I was like, no, <laughs> I was like, no, those are not cute. I'm not getting those. She has some cute leather moccasins that she's going to wear. And she's like, this she's not going to learn how to walk. And I was like, grandma, she's human. We walk, you know, (laughs) so uh, that thing I had. And then after a while, 
she was the, the one defending, you know, my practice of let my child go outside barefoot, you know, when her friends would be like, ooh, that baby need on, on some shoes, she would be the very one say, no, she don't, she just fine. <laughs> oh my goodness, hey. <laughs> so, so yeah, th that mom, like that, those hard bottom white shoes, they weren't working for me. And so, and that's what I get my clients to a point. I'm like, well, what do you want? And why do you want it? And are you okay with, are you okay with having it? Is it causing you any kind of strife? Is it causing you any kind of stress? Because when you're, uh, when you're pregnant, the, the last thing you need is any kind of stress. So, okay. you know. If it's not working for you, leave it alone. Hmm. Hmm. I guess people um, tend to put focus on what other people, what other people think, and it trickles over, trickles over, right? No matter what. Right. Definitely. Okay. Um. Now to get into the actual doula work, can you give like an example of what you do, what you would do for a client from inception till the end I know every client is different but um you know just an example of what you do for your clients from the time you meet initially whether it's consultation or whatever all the way up to when you say okay our work is done here so um I'll go I'll start at the end because I want to make sure I get this in because with my passion now being part of the um, maternal mental health space, mm -hmm. I have pushed my end out to um, at least nine months, at least when the baby is nine months old, okay. right? Okay. Because what I do is um, check on the mom every month for nine months after her baby is born. Hmm. And that's because that space, um, that's where a lot of things can go wrong as far as um, postpartum, okay. mental health checkups. If nobody's checking, it's like you, you, you don't know until something happens. And that's, mm -hmm. that's, that's not right. I mean, mm -hmm. we, can, we can do better. Mm -hmm. So that's where I try to, you know, try to fill in the gap a little bit, you know, and it's just, you know, I do a, I have a postpartum checklist that I go through. And then if I, you know, if anything in there gives me any kind of pause, I'll definitely say to the client, um, I think you need to see someone and, you know, on a, on a different level, you mm -hmm. know, clinically. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. And, um, but going back to the beginning, from the first time, I do a consultation. When people, most of my clients come to be my by uh, referral, mm -hmm. and um, you know, I do a consultation, and even at the consultation, I say you can also check with. I give three other doulas' names and contact information, mm -hmm. so that they can compare. Okay. Um, and possibly interview them if they want to, mm -hmm. but I also interview my clients just as much as they interview me. 
because I want to make sure that we're a right fit. Gotcha. Right. Because um, I will advocate for you, but you're still the parent. You're still the, the, so you can't give me all your stuff and say, okay, just go and do it. And when we get ready to have the baby, I'll show up. No, <laughs> that doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and I want to know what you know, what you know about the maternity world. I want to know your fears. I want to know what you expect out of me as a doula. And then once we get past that, you say you want me as your doula, then um, we're going to get together at least three times. I normally do way more than that, but I always say at least three. We're going to meet at least three times before you call me and say, come to the hospital because or come to my home or wherever you're going to have me come mm-hmm. to, to visit you at because it's a very intimate setting, right? Mm-hmm. So when it's time for you, when you're in labor, I'm going to see all your stuff, all your stuff. So you have to be comfortable with me seeing all your stuff and, you know, and I want to have a certain, I want you to have a, a certain trust and confidence level built up between us. We need to have that good rapport so that you don't feel like you have to be in you know in the setting where you're having a baby and you're also trying to cover yourself from me okay yeah I don't want to be like I don't I'm not there to be um a hindrance in your space so I need to meet with you at least three times okay so that we can get a rapport going and then um depending on what you need if you tell me that you would like um, nutrition information, if you would like um, breastfeeding, supporting information, um, pre or postnatal yoga, energy healing. Um, if you are into um, oracle cards and you want an oracle card reading, a crystal card read, reading, crystals read, I do all of that, but I also, we, we're going to role play with like comfort techniques. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not just with me. I make sure to, to have you and your partner role play in these comfort techniques as well. Because like I said, I don't come in to take the place of your partner. Mm-hmm. So if, and, and plus you, you, I think you would, uh, in my mind, clients would prefer to lean on and have that physical embrace from their partner rather than even though they hire me as a doula Mm -hmm. but the snuggly smelly stuff that you get from your partner that's gonna help along with the with the um labor as well you're not necessarily gonna get those feelings that come up with me as your doula i'll i can provide them but if your partner's providing and then providing the comfort techniques, and when I see that maybe he or she is tiring out, I I come in and say, okay, I got it now, and let the the partner rest a little bit, or you know, um, then it's that way. And then I also um, want to maintain that bonding, that 
put the baby in there, that's that same bonding that's going to get the baby out. <laughs> oh. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, it's those same feelings. It's those same feelings. Mm. Okay, mm-hmm. I never I never heard that. Okay, so so we have the consultation. Pretty much you, um, you have a checklist. They tell you the necessary things that they want you to to do so we hear things about couples have you had um had situations where it's been single moms where they've had no families have you experienced that as yet or mainly it's 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 couples no mainly it's been couples for me okay i i've had had i have had couples that were that had um that were unhoused and did not have uh, family support, okay. you know, like additional family support, mm-hmm. someone that called on you and checked on you and, mm-hmm. you know, from either side, the partner. So it was just the partner and the birthing um, person. And um, so that one, um, then you with like with that, I learned that I had to be, um, it called for me to be a little more attentive in between our meetings. So I would call and check, how are y'all doing today? Are you okay? I'm just checking on you guys to see, you know, if you need anything, if you're nervous about anything or what's going on. Um, Because I think that's the thing when you said, why do people need doulas? Why do you need a doula? It's because you don't know what you don't know and by having someone else there that knows a little bit more than you um it's a big help it it it, it can keep you from um those things that nobody wants to happen okay and it can keep you from having an experience where you said man i wish i had had a doula or man i could have used a doula Now, um, you know, this is a question that you're probably going to be, you've probably um, been asked, but, you know, you know, back in May that the Olympian Tori Bowie, she passed away due to, you know, complications during childbirth. Right. And, and, you know, there's such a disparity for Black women in, in healthcare. Um. How, why aren't more people using doulas? Or is it that it's just not known or they don't know how to access? Or I think, it, and I'm not saying that that's the situation that, right, I understand. that, 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 that occurred, but, you know, I often hear, you know, I often hear like, for instance, a cousin of mine, I remember when she gave birth, she wasn't feeling well. She was telling them she wasn't feeling well. They were dismissing it, you know, even though she was so adamant, there's something wrong, check. And they didn't, they sent her home only for her to be rushed back to have an emergency um, surgery because it was her appendix. So it's kind of like, do you come in there as an advocate also when these type of situations happen? Like, you know, someone is saying, no, there's something wrong with me, you know, and they're dismissing that mom. Do you advocate? 
on their behalf like that or just... yes okay Re, uh, you know one of my um most recent clients mm -hmm. um was we were she birthed in the, in a the hospital mm -hmm. and um the doctor came in and you know when the doctor's assessing and you know check doing their checks the doctor rushed in and she said do you need anything you know what what's going on and she told her she said well i have a headache and the doctor did all her things and then was rushing right back out i said excuse me um you want to check she said she had a headache so the doctor was on her way rushing back out mm. not that she dismissed her and i don't it's what i what i saw was that the doctor was rushing to go do whatever right mm -hmm. but at some point and i don't know if it's just the healthcare industry itself mm -hmm. um that's always rushing with their 15 minute appointments and 15 minute mm -hmm. windows. Mm -hmm. um, at some point that, that, that part has to change for that part just has to change because we can't put it all on doulas to catch that because in that space, I'm not even the clinical person is there mm -hmm. she's supposed to you know i'm the advocate yeah but if she told you something then you should at least slow down enough to hear and absorb what she's saying so you can address it <laughs> so um like a lot of the disparities um i'm a doula but i I was also diagnosed with lupus, right? Mm -hmm. So I, after I was diagnosed with lupus, I had a, a OBGYN appointment. And at the time, that doctor was a, a white male. And I told him about my um, diagnosis with lupus. And I asked him, I said, do you have any suggestions for me? Should I go to a doctor that specializes in lupus, OBGYN? He was like, that's me. He said, I specialize in lupus. He said, but I'm going to tell you. He's like, you remind me of my niece because his niece was um, African-American. Mm -hmm. And he said, um, you need to find, the best thing that you can do is find you a doctor that looks like you. Mm. And I appreciate him so much for telling me that because he didn't know, but my primary care physician was the exact, he did all the wrong things with me. He dismissed me, he disregarded me. You know, I was telling him that my ankles were dark and he was like, well, you're African-American. And I'm like, yeah, oh. and I know if my ankles are dark, sir. Oh. <laughs> Well, they shouldn't be, <laughs> you know, so things like that. Um, I appreciate that doctor for telling me that. But so there's the racial component. There's the the time component. There's the t maybe they have too many 
things are in their caseload, but you can't, it's, that's like the, there are certain things that you just can't, you, you can't dismiss. Like somebody tells you they have a headache, you, you can't let that go. After such a, after such a, uh, you know, a a serious, you know, childbirth is something joyous but serious, you know, like right, yeah, yeah, right. I definitely agree. Um, and and the one, the uh, the other thing that that sometimes I feel like there's such a disregard for, even though you're in the healthcare field, sometimes. Mm -hmm there can be a disregard for human life. Like if some, and I don't mean it as in it's intentional, but if something happens, as something has happened to her, she can't be replaced. Nobody can fill that gap that can't be remedied. Mm -hmm. There's not a do over for her family and her children and her mom and her community. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you, you have to take those things um, seriously. And with the part you asked about why, maybe why certain, most people don't use doulas is because um, the, I think in, in, in this culture, the U.S. American culture is like, I mean, you have a baby and then you're at home a half a day later, two mm -hmm. days later, mm -hmm. you know, even if you have major surgery and cesarean is a major surgery, I don't care how often they do it. It is a major surgery, but we are quick to just be like, okay, well, she can go home now. And I don't, I don't want to say it's about filling beds with new people for new money but mm -hmm. I got you and then a lot of people think you know those bad things that happen to other people won't happen to them mm. but with 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 anytime you go into a facility for a medical you don't know you just don't know Exactly. So let me ask you this. After a long day of servicing clients, how does Nikki Barber decompress? Oh. <laughs> how do you decompress, Nikki? So that's after I run the whole birth scene over and over in my head questioning. Did I do that? You know, that thing. <laughs> Did I make sure to do this? <laughs> uh huh. Okay, so after that, what do I do? A whole bunch of nothing. Okay. I do a whole bunch of nothing. I'll um, normally I'll do a um, a long soaking bath, and um, that's with my. I mean, I, I do it with my candles, my incense, my essential oils, I, all of that. And um, put on my favorite PJs, and the for that next whole day, nothingness, <laughs> nothingness, <laughs> nothingness, people, nothingness, nothingness. I'll 
might call Nat and say, okay, I'm getting ready to watch Sex in the Movie, Sex in the City 1 and 2. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, or I'll do um, Lords of the Rings 1, 2, and 3. You know, whatever it is. Black Panther 1 and 2. You know, but a whole bunch of nothingness. I hear that. Yeah. So- so are you taking new clients at the moment? I am. Okay. How can, how can someone in the audience who, you know, who may be interested in um, either even finding out about a doula or just finding out how you all can, you know, if, if you'll mesh. I actually like the fact that you provide them with other doulas so that mm-hmm. they have a chance to, to see the fit. You know, it, 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 to me, it speaks volumes because that means you want the best for them and you want them to be partnered with who messages with them. So I do commend you for that. But right, how, thank how, you. how can someone get in contact with you if they're interested in, um, in talking to you more about the doula experience? Well, they can email me at Nikki at AquarianHands.com. You hear that, people? So that is mm-hmm. Nikki at Aquarian Hands. You said dot com? Dot, dot com, right. And I normally, I, of course, I have a Facebook page and all of that. But um, what a lot of people don't know is there's this sketchy underworld that likes to reach out to doulas and birth workers for a weird reason like they they don't want anything from you it's like i don't know if it's a fetish type thing but that's like if you if you contact me in those spaces um i'm really hesitant and i of course i never knew about that that part of it until i became a doula and had social media and all this people Mm -hmm. used to i used to give out my telephone number but they were calling you know they were not looking to be serviced by a doula. They were looking for other services oh, in which I don't yeah. know how they, I don't know how the two go together in their <laughs> minds, but somehow it does. And so, yeah, an email. Um, okay. And, so the email works best. Nikki. Yes. Aquarianhands.com. Mm-hmm. And, and, and people, I just want you to know, she's serious about um, attending her reggae concerts. Okay. Yes, I I am. Oh, there's one. I think there's one tomorrow. And me, there's, oh, it's tonight. And tomorrow in driving distance. And me and mommy are contemplating. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Big one. A Marley. Oh my, oh yeah, man. nice. And I just want to touch upon this briefly because I find it hilarious the fact you say that you say that your mom is a teenage senior citizen. That and I need help awesome. raising her. <laughs> I need I, I cannot. She and I tell her all the time, I said, You and Miss Senior Citizen are giving me a run for my money more than my child ever did during her teenage years what is going on (laughs) and I also want to put out there that she does enjoy designing jewelry um you know with the person in mind uh Nikki do you still have your jewelry selling at the store I do 
Mm-hmm. Okay. You want to let them know where they can find some of your, your work if they're in uh-huh. the Charlotte area, Charlotte, North Carolina area. So it's at Reggae Central. That's my family's, my mom's, my teenage senior citizen's business. My mom, most people know her as Miss Carolyn. And it's in Charlotte on the plaza at 4456 the plaza. And you can find my jewelry there. You'll find a whole host of other things. And you'll find my teenage senior citizen behind the counter. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, So before we wrap up, is there anything else you would like the audience to know? Um, I would like the audience to know that, um, you, while we're busy, you know, giving out little things and normalize this and normalize that, I think you should normalize having a doula. Mm. Um, and if you want to put it into the celebration world, a doula can help. Hey, we can tell you what other kind of parties to have. Like, yeah. I'm all for a push party and a and a gender reveal party and a th- meet my doula party and a, that'll get you more stuff that you don't have to buy yourself <laughs> <laughs> because y'all buy a lot of stuff. So I'm like, hey, get you more diapers, more pampers, more you know all of the good stuff that you that you feel that you need and want, and um, get you some good service. Um, that you definitely, um, that would definitely be, be a benefit for you. Well, I want to thank you, Nikki. Um, I can hear the passion uh, when it comes to making sure people do what's right for them during that whole uh, childbearing um, before um, and after experience. I want to yes. thank you. You're welcome. And if, you, and if you're out there interested in being a guest on Pause Reset uh, Brunch Podcast, Please feel free to email me at parsresetbrunch at gmail.com. Um, also, you can check me out on wdrbmedia.com radio on Friday mornings at 9 a.m. So until then, once again, I want to thank Nikki Barber. And as she said, let's normalize doulas. Let's normalize doulas. Um you know, uh, for the, the, the physical, the mental, the spiritual, and thank you very much and have an awesome day. Have an awesome day.